You are now listening to Unsolved Mysteries and Cold Cases. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, your guide into the shadowy depths of the unresolved, the enigmatic, and the chilling. Each episode, we'll delve into baffling disappearances, unsolved crimes, and tales that have slipped through the cracks of time and memory. Through interviews, expert analysis, and meticulous investigation, we'll attempt to piece together the puzzles that have perplexed minds for years. So, if you have a curious heart and a mind unafraid of the shadows, join me in unraveling the enigmas that refuse to be forgotten and give voice to the silent tales hidden within the folds of history. In the heart of Kansas City, the President Hotel holds within its historic walls a chilling tale of mystery and murder. A tale that started in room 1046, more than half a century ago, and continues to baffle investigators and enthusiasts alike to this day. It's a story rooted in the enigmatic persona of a man known as Artemis Ogletree. Artemis, a young man in his early 20s, checked into the President Hotel one fateful day in 1935. Little did anyone know that his stay would etch a haunting tale in the annals of unsolved American crimes. Strange behavior, eerie silence, cryptic notes, and ultimately, a gruesome discovery would soon weave the dark tapestry of this chilling narrative. The intricacy of this mystery was further enhanced when it was revealed that Artemis Ogletree was an alias, and the true identity of the man was Roland T. Owen. Coupled with anonymous phone calls, and a mysterious woman named Don who featured heavily in the puzzle, the investigation took a confounding turn. Despite tireless efforts by the Kansas City Police, the murder of Artemis Ogletree remains an enduring enigma. From tales of a doomed love affair to theories of gangland violence and espionage, the murder of Artemis Ogletree leaves no dearth of intriguing angles. As we delve into this unsolved mystery, we unravel a tale that defies reason, challenges perception, and eludes resolution. Even decades later, the questions remain who was Artemis Ogletree? Why was he murdered? And most importantly, who killed him? Welcome to the enigmatic world of Room 1046. Chapter 1 A Mysterious Man in Room 1046 On a crisp January afternoon in 1935, a lone figure strode purposefully towards the illustrious President Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri. He was tall and broad-shouldered, with an air of charisma shrouded in an enigmatic silence. He introduced himself as Artemis Ogletree to the hotel staff. The name carried a certain aristocratic flair, setting him apart from the usual clientele. The hotel's charm lay in its grand architecture that harked back to an era of opulence and grandeur. A sense of awe was impossible to escape as one walked through its ornate doors. But Artemis seemed unimpressed by the imposing edifice. His focus was singular, securing a room and maintaining his anonymity. Once inside, his deep-set eyes scanned the opulent lobby, taking in the elaborate chandeliers that dangled from the high ceiling, their crystalline light casting eerie shadows. The murmur of conversation filled the room, but Artemis's silence was conspicuous. A firm grip on his single suitcase, a stark contrast to the extravagance of the surroundings, accentuated the air of mystery around him. Securing the key for room 1046, he nodded in quiet appreciation to the bellboy, Randolph Probst, and moved towards the elevator.
His steps were brisk and purposeful, carrying him through the plush corridors to his chosen sanctuary. As the room's door closed behind him, sealing him away from prying eyes, the hotel staff couldn't help but wonder about their new guest. Randolph would later recall that Artemis had little luggage, a rarity for guests intending to stay more than a night. He noticed, too, how Artemis seemed anxious, often throwing glances over his shoulder, as if expecting to be followed. This was no ordinary guest, and room 1046 was no longer just another room. Thus began the peculiar tale of Artemis Ogletree at the President Hotel, a tale that would soon spiral into an unfathomable mystery, as captivating as it was terrifying. Little did anyone know that beneath the veneer of an ordinary guest, a chilling narrative was about to unfold. Once ensconced within the confines of room 1046, Artemis Ogletree became something of an enigma. He was rarely seen during his stay, his presence more implied than observed. His room often remained eerily quiet, the silence broken only by occasional murmurs and the soft shuffle of footsteps. As the days passed, the hotel staff grew increasingly intrigued by their secretive guest. Mary Soptick, the hotel maid, was one of the few to interact with Ogletree. Every encounter with him only deepened the mystery. She would knock softly on the door of room 1046, only to be met with a muffled response asking her to leave the fresh towels outside. On the rare occasions when she was allowed inside, she would find the room bathed in darkness, the heavy curtains drawn tight even during the day. The air would be stuffy, heavy with an unplaceable tension. Ogletree, clad in his dark suit, would often sit hunched on the bed, his gaze vacant, lost in thoughts that Mary could only speculate about. His few possessions were meticulously arranged, a stark contrast to the chaos that seemed to surround his life. He did not appear to be expecting any company, nor did he show signs of leaving his room. To Mary, it was as if he was hiding from the world, but from what or whom, she could not decipher. Meanwhile, tales of the mysterious guest in room 1046 began to circulate among the staff. Curiosity turned to speculation, speculation to rumor, and rumor to intrigue. The hotel's bellboy, Randolph Probst, could not shake off the initial encounter, his mind frequently circling back to the anxious glances Ogletree had cast over his shoulder. The President Hotel, once just an icon of Kansas City, now harbored a secret in room 1046. A secret that revolved around Artemis Ogletree, a man lost in his thoughts and shrouded in silence. As the days ticked by, the enigma of his existence within those four walls deepened, setting the stage for an event that would shock everyone. On the morning of January 4th, a chilling silence hung heavy over room 1046. The usual request for fresh towels had not been made, and the gentle murmurs that usually emanated from within were ominously absent. In the bustling hotel, Randolph Probst, the bellboy who had initially served Ogletree, felt a gnawing concern. He remembered the stranger's odd behavior and, despite his reservations, decided to check on room 1046. Knocking softly at first, then louder, he was met with silence. With a sense of dread creeping up his spine, he used his master key to unlock the door. The sight that met his eyes was one that would haunt him for the rest of his life. 
There, sprawled on the floor of the dimly lit room, was Artemis Ogletree. His shirt was bloodied, his face contorted in a grimace of pain. His surroundings were in a state of disarray, a stark departure from the meticulous order that had previously defined the room. Blood was splattered on the walls, and the air was thick with a metallic smell that turned Randolph's stomach. Amid the chaos, there were signs of a violent struggle. Yet, the room was eerily silent, as if it were holding its breath, reluctantly preserving the horrifying tale of what had transpired. Calling for help, Randolph tried to piece together the jigsaw violence that surrounded him. The mystery man, who had lived in solitude, now lay in a state of torment. Ogletree was rushed to the hospital, his condition critical and his chances of survival, grim. The disturbing discovery in room 1046 sent shockwaves through the President Hotel. Staff members and guests alike found themselves caught in a chilling real-life drama, far removed from their regular lives. As word of the horrifying discovery spread, the once opulent hotel suddenly became the backdrop for a harrowing tale of violence and mystery. Chapter 2 A Tale of Violence and Deception Rushed to the nearby hospital, Ogletree was a disturbing sight for the seasoned medical staff. His condition was dire, teetering on the edge of life and death. As the doctors labored to stabilize him, they began to realize the severity and brutality of the injuries he had sustained. His skull was fractured, an injury severe enough to have caused his death, but that was far from all. His neck bore visible signs of strangulation, a chilling testament to the struggle he had endured. More than half a dozen stab wounds marred his chest, each a grim reminder of the violence visited upon him. His hands, rough and battered, told a tale of resistance, of a desperate fight against an unrelenting assailant. The medical team, led by Dr. Harold Ferris, worked tirelessly to save Ogletree. The hospital's stark fluorescent lights cast long shadows in the room as they unraveled the layers of violence inflicted upon their patient. Each injury held a piece of the puzzle, a silent testament to the horror that had unfolded in room 1046. Despite his critical state, Ogletree clung onto consciousness. His glazed eyes held a steely resolve, even as his body succumbed to the brutal onslaught it had endured. His lips moved in a hoarse whisper, assuring the doctors that he would pull through. The determination in his voice, juxtaposed with his battered body, added another layer of intrigue to the chilling saga. Outside the hospital, word of Ogletree's condition spread, adding a grim chapter to the tale. The brutal assault in the heart of the bustling city served as a chilling reminder of the vulnerability that lies beneath the veneer of everyday life. As the investigation into the violence in room 1046 began, the extent of Ogletree's injuries deepened the mystery surrounding the enigmatic guest of the President Hotel. The baffling circumstances surrounding the assault on Ogletree intensified when the police encountered a stumbling block in their investigation. The victim they had been calling Artemis Ogletree was not who he seemed to be. The name was a fabrication, a smoke screen behind which hid the real man. Roland T. Owen. The revelation unfolded when detectives discovered a label inside his suit jacket, bearing the name of a tailor in Illinois. Upon contacting the tailor, they learned that the suit had been made for Roland T. Owen. 
the enigma that had begun in the President Hotel deepened, casting a shroud of uncertainty over the case. The truth about the victim's identity stirred up a whirlwind of questions. Who was Roland T. Owen, and why had he checked into the hotel under a false name? What secrets had he been hiding, and were they connected to the brutal assault? On the streets of Kansas City, speculation was rife. The tale of the mysterious man in room 1046, now known to be Roland T. Owen, became the talk of the town. The chilling events had transformed the President Hotel from a beacon of grandeur to a place of intrigue and horror. Back in the hospital, Ogletree, or Owen, as he was now known, fought for his life. His true identity remained a mystery to the doctors who were battling to save him. Amid the grim fight for survival, the revelation about his real name added a somber twist to the tale. As the police sought to unravel the truth about Roland T. Owen, the saga of Room 1046 took a puzzling turn, steeped in mystery and fraught with unanswered questions. The mysterious veil around Roland T. Owen thickened as the investigators delved deeper into his life. A new perplexing detail emerged, adding a surreal dimension to the unfolding drama. It came in the form of silent phone calls that had been made from Room 1046 during Owen's stay. Hotel staff reported several instances when they had connected calls to Room 1046, only to be met with prolonged silence. There were also reports of hushed conversations filled with an undercurrent of tension. At times, the only words discernible were repeated No, Don, I don't want to eat. I am not hungry. I just had breakfast. Who was Don? Was he a friend, an adversary, or someone more sinister? Was he involved in the violent assault on Owen? The police grappled with these questions, trying to make sense of the enigma that was Roland T. Owen. The silent phone calls from room 1046 stirred the city's imagination. Whispers filled the city streets, each person speculating about the cryptic conversations and the identity of the elusive Don. Meanwhile, the hospital was a somber contrast to the frenzy outside. Owen lay still, his face a pale canvas of pain, his life hanging by a thread. The hospital's sterile walls bore silent witness to the unspoken anguish, the muted phone calls an eerie echo in the unfolding narrative. As the detectives pieced together the puzzle, they were drawn deeper into a labyrinth of silence and mystery. Each new detail, each cryptic conversation, and each silent call seemed to pull them further away from the truth. The strange saga of Roland T. Owen in room 1046 continued to perplex all those touched by it, with each silent phone call adding a haunting note to the chilling symphony. Chapter 3 The Enigma of the Unidentified Woman The shadowy figure of Don, a specter who had only ever existed in hushed phone conversations, became a central figure in the investigation. His name echoed ominously through the narrative, a phantom presence looming over the mystery of Roland T. Owen. Detective John A. Johnson, a seasoned officer with a keen sense for details, took on the task of unmasking Don. Combing through Owen's scant belongings and interviewing hotel staff, Johnson saw any clue that might shed light on Don's identity. Johnson learned from the hotel staff about the odd phone conversations that Owen had with someone named Don. The cryptic exchanges, fraught with tension and urgency, 
suggested a relationship that was far from casual. Was Don a friend who had turned foe, or was he a stranger with sinister intentions? As Johnson dug deeper, he discovered that on a couple of occasions, Owen had left the hotel late at night and returned in the early morning hours. Could he have been meeting Don? The thought nodded Johnson, adding a new dimension to the already intricate mystery. Despite his tireless efforts, the elusive Don remained a riddle. He was a ghost in the investigation, his existence only verified by the chilling phone conversations. The phantom figure continued to evade capture, his identity concealed in the shadows of speculation. As word spread about the enigmatic Don, the people of Kansas City found themselves gripped by fear and fascination. Rumors spread, theories were debated, and Don became an infamous figure, his character shaped by the city's collective imagination. The investigation into Roland T. Owen's violent assault was no longer just a case for the police, it had become a city's obsession. The enigmatic Don, a mystery within the mystery, became a symbol of the elusive truth surrounding the tragic saga of Room 1046. As the investigation trudged on, another cryptic element was added to the already complex mystery surrounding Roland T. Owen. Hidden within the room where he was found, investigators uncovered a small piece of paper stashed away in a hidden compartment of the room's phone stand. The paper bore just two words, Don Room. This puzzling message led detectives down yet another winding path in their search for answers. Was this a note from Owen to himself, a reminder of a meeting with the elusive Don? Or was it a veiled threat from the enigmatic figure himself? The meaning of the cryptic message was elusive, adding a new layer of intrigue to the case. Detective John A. Johnson found himself pulled further into the case's enigma. The cryptic note was a tantalizing clue that, frustratingly, led nowhere. Despite the seeming connection to the enigmatic Don, the message did nothing to reveal his identity or his role in the events that unfolded in Room 1046. Back at the hospital, Owen continued his grim fight for survival. Unaware of the storm his case had created, he remained a silent protagonist in his own mysterious story. His fight was a stark contrast to the frenzied efforts of the investigators outside, all of them wrestling with the cryptic messages and eerie phone calls. The tale of Room 1046, with its mysterious guest and cryptic messages, held the city in a tight grip. The puzzle seemed to be growing more complex with each passing day, the elusive truth dancing just out of reach of those who sought it. The chilling tale of Roland T. Owen had become a macabre fascination, a grim riddle that continued to confound and captivate. In the heart of the investigation, another startling revelation jolted the detectives. A mysterious woman, her identity concealed by the alias Louise, had called the hotel multiple times asking for room 1046. Her voice, as recounted by the staff, held a haunting mix of desperation and fear. Detective John Johnson, the driving force behind the pursuit of truth, found himself wrestling with this new mystery. Who is this woman, and how is she connected to Owen? Could she be a link to the elusive Don or a new piece in the puzzle of Room 1046? The staff couldn't provide much information about the enigmatic Louise. All they remembered was her anxious voice, the sense of urgency in her queries about Owen, 
and her disappointment upon learning he wasn't available. The conversations were fleeting, yet they painted a vivid image of a woman deeply concerned about the fate of the man in room 1046. The mysterious caller added a new dimension to the investigation. She became a spectral figure, much like Don, hovering on the edges of the case, a potential key to the myriad locks guarding the truth. Yet, she remained out of reach, her identity hidden, her connection to Owen unclear. The introduction of Louise sparked a fresh wave of speculation among the city's residents. Was she a lover, a friend, or an accomplice? Her spectral presence added a touch of haunting romance to the gruesome tale of Room 1046, her voice a ghostly whisper in the chilling narrative. As the days passed, the mystery of Room 1046 deepened. The web of enigmatic characters, Owen, Don, and now Louise, made the case an elaborate enigma. Each figure, each clue, and each cryptic message was a piece of the intricate jigsaw puzzle, leading the investigators, and the city, deeper into the heart of the mystery. Chapter 4, Theories and Possible Leads In their search for answers, detectives began to weave together a narrative from the loose threads of the investigation. Could it be that the case of Roland T. Owen was a tragic story of love and crime entangled? Detective John A. Johnson, piecing together the cryptic messages, the mysterious phone calls, and the enigmatic characters of Don and Louise, theorized a possible love triangle. Could Louise have been a lover and Don a jealous rival? Or was Louise lured into a criminal plot hatched by the elusive Don? As Johnson pursued this theory, he found himself delving into the underbelly of Kansas City. It was a world of speakeasies and clandestine meetings, where love often danced dangerously with crime. Johnson interviewed local patrons and shady figures, hoping to find any connection to Owen, Don, or the elusive Louise. Meanwhile, the tale of love and crime gripped the city. The chilling narrative, unfolding like a crime novel became a topic of hushed conversations and late-night debates. Residents speculated wildly about the characters and their motives, each theory more sensational than the last. Back in the silent halls of the hospital, the protagonist of this tragic tale lay unaware. Owen's condition remained precarious, his life slipping away with each passing hour. The man around whom the theories of love and crime swirled remained silent, the secrets he held locked behind his unconscious state. As the tale of love and crime unfolded, the case of Roland T. Owen grew more convoluted. The truth, entangled in a web of cryptic messages, mysterious figures, and a city's fascination, remained elusive. Yet, the search for it continued, a beacon of hope in the grim saga of Room 1046. As the tale of love and crime began to lose momentum, a new theory began to gain traction. In a city no stranger to organized crime, speculation turned toward a possible gangland connection. Could the case of Roland T. Owen have been a grim chapter in the city's underworld? Detective Johnson found himself tracing the city's criminal history. The 1930s had seen Kansas City riddled with organized crime, its streets echoing with whispers of notorious gangsters and illicit activities. Could Owen have been a player in this dangerous game? 
The nature of Owen's injuries suggested a brutal beating, a method often employed in the underworld to settle scores or intimidate. This led Johnson to explore the city's darker alleys, in search of any signs of a fallout in the underworld that might have resulted in Owen's gruesome state. Meanwhile, the theory of a gangland connection added a layer of sinister glamour to the already captivating case. The people of Kansas City found themselves considering the chilling possibility of having been bystanders to a deadly gangland dispute, with Room 1046 as its grim centerpiece. Within the sterile confines of the hospital, the man at the center of the swirling theories continued to fight for his life. The rumors of his possible underworld connections added a dark allure to his silent figure, the aura of danger only amplifying the city's fascination. Despite the captivating theories, the truth about Roland T. Owen remained as elusive as ever. Was he a tragic figure caught in a love triangle or a player in the city's criminal underbelly? The question hung heavy in the air, the gangland theory just another puzzle piece in the perplexing case of Room 1046. As the gangland theory began to fade, a new hypothesis emerged from the shadows, taking the city by surprise. With the world edging towards another war, the mention of spies and espionage breathed a new life into the case of Roland T. Owen. Detective Johnson, despite the seeming absurdity of the theory, found himself caught up in its allure. Could Owen have been a spy, with Don and Louise being contacts or enemies? The secret of behavior, the cryptic messages, the late-night outings, all seemed to fit the cloak-and-dagger narrative. The detective started reaching out to intelligence agencies, sharing the puzzling details of the case. He hoped to find any connection, any hint that Owen was a part of a larger, more sinister plot. Johnson found himself plunged into a world of code names and secret missions, a world that seemed a far cry from the streets of Kansas City. Meanwhile, the idea of spies and international espionage gripped the city's imagination. The residents found themselves swept up in the thrilling narrative, the mundane reality of their city transformed into a stage for international intrigue. The tale of Room 1046 had taken a dramatic turn, the prospect of espionage lending it an aura of thrilling suspense. At the heart of these wild speculations, the man known as Roland T. Owen lay in his hospital bed, his life ebbing away. Unconscious, unaware, and unable to provide any answers, he became an enigmatic figure etched against the backdrop of spies and subterfuge. While the detectives sought answers and the city reveled in the thrilling narrative, the truth remained as elusive as ever. The story of Roland T. Owen, spun with threads of love, crime, gangland violence, and now espionage, continued to unfold, the resolution to its many mysteries still far from sight. Chapter 5 the investigation and its challenges. While the city reveled in the gripping tale of Room 1046, the detectives working on the case were finding themselves increasingly ensnared in its mysteries. The numerous theories, each as captivating as the last, presented a frustrating conundrum for the police. How were they to discern the truth amidst the tangle of speculation? Leading the investigation, Detective Johnny Johnson found himself grappling with the intricate web that was the case of Roland T. Owen. He had been drawn into the worlds of secret love affairs, underworld vendettas, and international espionage, 
yet he remained as far from the truth as he was at the start. Every lead that seemed promising wound up at a dead end. The elusive Don remained a phantom, Louise's identity remained hidden, and Owen's true identity remained a mystery. The tantalizing clues, instead of shedding light on the case, only seemed to plunge it further into shadows. Meanwhile, the city watched with bated breath as the police wrestled with the case's complexities. The residents found themselves swaying with each new theory, the story of Room 1046 becoming a constant topic of discussion and speculation. The case had captured the city's collective imagination, its elusive answers adding to its allure. Amidst the wild theories and rising public interest, the police found themselves under mounting pressure. With Owen's condition deteriorating, the need to untangle the mysteries of Room 1046 became increasingly urgent. The police's conundrum had transformed into a race against time, a frantic search for truth in a case where truth seemed to be an ever-changing concept. The enigma of Roland T. Owen had spiraled into a complex maze of mysteries, each more intricate than the last. The police's conundrum was not just a testament to the case's complexity but also a reflection of its captivating nature. Each new theory, each baffling clue, only added to the mystique of Room 1046, making the search for answers an enthralling saga in its own right. While the police wrestled with the complex case, a new development emerged that changed the course of the investigation. A simple plea from a distraught mother added a new dimension to the mystery of Room 1046 shifting the narrative from that of a thrilling mystery to a poignant tragedy. In the quiet town of Birmingham, Alabama, Mrs. Lottie Ogletree read an article about the mysterious case unfolding in Kansas City. As she read the details, a sense of dread washed over her. The man described in the article matched the description of her missing son, Artemis Ogletree. Mrs. Ogletree reached out to the Kansas City police sharing her fears and offering a plea that shook the investigators. She described her son's character and appearance, the details aligning chillingly with those of the unconscious man in the hospital. The plea of a mother, a plea that sprang from the unbearable uncertainty of a missing child, added a heartbreaking reality to the sensational tale. Back in Kansas City, the residents found themselves grappling with this new, tragic development. The faceless figure in room 1046 had suddenly been given an identity, a young man far away from home, a son missed by his mother. In the hospital, the man known as Roland T. Owen fought for his life, unaware of the revelation that had given him a new identity. He lay in his bed, a silent figure around whom a whirlwind of revelations, speculation, and tragedy swirled. With Mrs. Ogletree's plea, the detectives were given a new direction in their investigation. They started to delve into Artemis Ogletree's life, hoping to untangle the mysteries surrounding his tragic fate. Yet, despite the new lead, the case remained as baffling as ever. The answers to the questions about Room 1046 still seemed out of reach, the pleas of a grieving mother echoing in the silence left by their absence. Even as the mother's desperate plea injected a dose of harsh reality into the case, the mystery of Artemis Ogletree, a.k.a. Roland T. Owen, remained far from resolved. The revelation of his true identity did little to clear the fog of unanswered questions that hung heavy over the investigation. 
Detective John A. Johnson, though encouraged by the new lead, found himself at a standstill. The young man's past in Birmingham failed to shed light on the secrets of his present in Kansas City. Why had Artemis adopted the alias of Roland T. Owen? What was his connection to the elusive Don and the mysterious Louise? The public, too, found themselves haunted by the unanswered questions. Who had been making the mysterious calls to Owen's room? What was the meaning of the cryptic messages? The mystery of room 1046 had become a series of perplexing riddles, each unanswered question leading to another, forming an endless chain of enigma. As days turned into weeks, the intrigue surrounding the case refused to wane. The city remained engrossed in the tale of the mysterious young man and his tragic end. The unanswered questions had morphed into a captivating puzzle that continued to defy resolution. In the middle of the storm of speculation and theories, the figure of Artemis Ogletree, formerly known as Roland T. Owen, became a symbol of intrigue and tragedy. His silent struggle against death underscored the poignant reality of the situation a young life on the brink, a mother's hopes hanging by a thread. Despite the frustrating lack of answers, the investigation continued, fueled by the desperation to unravel the truth. The unanswered questions surrounding Moon 1046 became a haunting melody that echoed through the streets of Kansas City, turning the case of Artemis Ogletree into a mystery that transcended time and captured imaginations for generations to come. Chapter 6 Developments in the Unsolved Mystery Just as the mystery of Artemis Ogletree seemed destined to join the annals of unsolved cases, a startling development surfaced that shook the investigation to its core. An unexpected turn of events reinvigorated the hunt for answers, proving that the story of Room 1046 was far from over. The shocking revelation came in the form of a letter, penned by Artemis himself. Postmarked several days after his presumed death, it was addressed to his mother, Mrs. Ogletree. The correspondence, bright and cheerful, gave no hint of the tragic circumstances surrounding its sender. Its contents revealed a young man excited about the future, eager to return home, oblivious to the tragic fate that awaited him in room 1046. Detective John Johnson found himself staring at the handwritten lines, his mind a whirlwind of questions. How had the letter been posted after Artemis' death? Was it possible that he had survived, only for his death to be mistakenly reported? The detective was flung into a vortex of renewed speculation, each new conjecture as puzzling as the last. The city of Kansas City, too, found itself swept up in the wave of unexpected developments. The tale of Room 1046, once steeped in tragedy, had taken a bizarre twist, transforming from a chilling narrative into a fascinating riddle. In Birmingham, Mrs. Ogletree held the letter from her son the words written in his familiar scrawl offering a glimmer of hope amidst the despair. She clung to the belief that Artemis was alive, even as reality suggested a bleaker outcome. The surprising developments rekindled the flame of public interest in the case, sparking fresh theories and conjectures. As investigators probed the new leads, the mystery of Artemis Ogletree took on a new dimension, reminding everyone that the tale of Room 1046 was a labyrinth of puzzles, its secrets protected by the silent walls of the President Hotel. 
As the years passed, the captivating tale of Artemis Ogletree slowly faded from the forefront of Kansas City's consciousness, transforming into a hushed legend whispered in the corridors of the President Hotel. Yet, the mystery refused to die completely, living on in the hearts of those who had known the case intimately. Detective Johnny Johnson, despite the passing of time, never quite let go of the puzzle. He held onto the case files, revisiting them frequently, hoping to uncover a clue that had been missed. Each time he looked over the reports, photographs, and letters, he was taken back to the twisted saga that had consumed so much of his career. The residents of Kansas City, too, found the story impossible to forget. Even as the city grew and evolved, the whispers of Room 1046 persisted. The tale became an urban legend, a ghost story that emerged during late-night gatherings. It was a mystery that had woven itself into the very fabric of the city's history. Back in Birmingham, Mrs. Ogletree found herself locked in time. Despite the passing years, the pain of losing a child never dulled. The letter from her son, now yellowed and frayed, was a constant reminder of the hope and despair that had marked her life since his disappearance. As the case drifted into obscurity, the mystery of Artemis Ogletree became a part of the lore of unsolved mysteries. The unanswered questions, the enigmatic characters, the baffling clues, they all became fragments of a story that had been lost in time. Yet, even as it disappeared into the annals of history, the tale refused to be forgotten completely. The mystery of Room 1046, the tragedy of Artemis Ogletree, remained a captivating enigma, a testament to the power of the unknown. Despite being lost in time, the case continued to spark curiosity and intrigue, refusing to fade into complete oblivion. The legacy of the unknown loomed large over the tale of Room 1046, leaving an indelible mark on the city and its residents. The case had transcended time, evolving into a haunting legend that continued to intrigue generations. Detective Johnson, now retired from the force, still found himself captivated by the mystery that had consumed his career. He dedicated his remaining years to searching for answers, tirelessly scouring old records and revisiting the fragments of the past. Despite his efforts, the truth remained elusive, buried beneath layers of time and obscurity. Kansas City, too, remained entangled in the legacy of the unknown. The story of Room 1046 became a part of the city's identity, an emblem of the enigmatic and the unresolved. Its presence could be felt in the whispers of locals, in the haunted corners of the President Hotel, and in the collective imagination of those who called the city home. Artemis Ogletree, the enigmatic central figure of the case, left behind a legacy of unanswered questions. His story, once confined to the walls of Room 1046, had become a thread in the tapestry of the city's history. The identity of Don, the mysterious caller Louise, and the secrets they carried were forever intertwined with the tale. Decades later, the case continued to pique the interest of amateur sleuths and armchair detectives, each offering their own theories and speculations. The legacy of the unknown had taken on a life of its own, becoming a puzzle passed down from one generation to the next. Mrs. Lottie Ogletree, despite the passing years, held onto the hope that her son would one day return. The letter he had written, 
now yellowed and faded, remained a cherished memento, a testament to a love that transcended time and tragedy. Her longing, a reflection of the enduring legacy of Room 1046, was a poignant reminder of the human toll that unsolved mysteries exacted. In the end, the legacy of the unknown prevailed. The story of Room 1046 had become more than just a case, it had become a symbol of the mysteries that lurked in the shadows, a reminder that some truths are destined to remain forever hidden. The legacy of the unknown, woven into the fabric of the city's history, served as a lasting reminder of the power of mystery, the allure of the unresolved, and the enduring impact of the enigmatic tales that capture our imaginations.